Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. Ten seed for Virginia Tech. Surprised? I'm not. Um, I, I was a little bit, I think, if you asked me that same question maybe at the beginning of February and you told me that Virginia Tech was going to be a 10 seed, I would have said, you know what, they're grossly underseeded. But, no, I'm not too surprised. I mean, look, I think the COVID pause, you know, putting the Hokies on hold throughout most of the month of February, I think obviously really hurt them from a seeding standpoint. But I think if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you have to be happy with the fact that Tech didn't end up on that 8-9 line, which I think going into yesterday was the big question. Like, where were the Hokies going to be seeded? And if they fell on that 8-9 line, could they avoid the region that contained either Baylor or Gonzaga, um, who have been two of the best teams in the country? But, you know, really, the fact that the Hokies were able to end up on the 10 line, you avoid having to play a one seed in Baylor in the second round, which I think is huge. Um, and you do get Ohio State, which, look, if you're going to play a two-seed in this tournament in the second round, I think Ohio State's the one you want to play. Um, they've lost nine games. They've looked really good at times, and I think they would certainly have the advantage over Virginia Tech in a round of 32 game if the Hokies are able to beat Florida in the first round. But, I mean, Ohio State's not unbeatable by any stretch. And I think if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you do have to like the draw being on the 10 line playing against a Florida team that's been a bit up and down all year in the SEC. Um, you know, they do have good guard play, obviously, and they, they've played well in that conference. And I just the, – the way I look at it, I think Virginia Tech has an opportunity in front of them, certainly. And I think if you're a Hokies fan, you have to be happy with where they ended up. You'd rather be underseated than overseated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you, you nailed it on the Florida matchup here. I think earlier in the year – when they were they were playing a little bit better, they 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 were really a formidable foe. But down the stretch here, you know, as you did, I would question them as well. I think you're right, Mike. This is a pretty good matchup for Virginia Tech. It is. I mean, Florida's got really good guard play. Trey Mann and Colin Castleton have been really really good. Um, you know, Castleton's more of a wing player, but he's been outstanding here. And I, the way I look at it for Virginia Tech, I mean. Look, they got into a matchup with North Carolina in the ACC quarterfinals, and North Carolina is a really big team. They're a really talented front court. And Virginia Tech has a talented front court of their own with Keve Aluma and Justin Mutz, but they were physically big, North Carolina was, to the, to the point where Virginia Tech, even with Aluma and Mutz having one of the best games he's had in a Virginia Tech uniform, really had trouble contending down the stretch because, look, the Hokies hadn't played in 11 days. It was only their fourth game in 32 days and they got tired legs in the second half and I think if you're Virginia Tech looking looking at this matchup against Florida and their front court this isn't a team that I think is going to impose their will with their front court players in the same way that North Carolina did and the bigger teams are the ones that give Virginia Tech trouble Florida is not a huge team yes they have good guards Trey Mann is an outstanding player but Wabisabidi is one of the best perimeter defenders in the ACC. And if he can contain Trey Mann in that matchup, it really comes down to whether or not Colin Castleton for Florida has the game of his life. And I think if the Hokies are able to contain those two guys, they're going to have an excellent opportunity on Friday afternoon to win that basketball game. 
Mike McDaniel, ESPN Blacksburg, amongst other properties, joining us on the Sports Huddle and the Herman Allen Hotline here on 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. I just asked Bennett Conlon from the Charlottesville Daily Progress to kind of evaluate the ACC in this thing with seven teams in and Louisville waiting patiently to see if anybody doesn't pass the COVID protocols as the first team that would be called upon as a replacement team. Thoughts overall on the seven that did make it into the field, Mike? I am surprised that Syracuse got in as easily as they did. Um, that was one of my big takeaways. Um, the fact that they were safely in the tournament and then a team like Michigan State who beat several one seeds in the Big Ten, uh, they're in the first four. They they were one of the last four in, and they have to play Thursday night against UCLA for an opportunity to get into the tournament and play BYU in the round of 64. That was a bit surprising to me that Syracuse got in as safely as they did. Um, obviously, I think Louisville, you know, I think they would have been in if they didn't lose to a really below average Duke team in the ACC tournament. I think that really hurt them. Louisville's probably safely in if they win that game. So, you know, that was unfortunate for them. North Carolina playing Wisconsin in the 8-9 game in the South region. I mean, good luck to the Tar Heels. They've been playing great basketball, but Wisconsin's been one of the more underrated teams in the Big Ten this year. Um, that, that's a conference that's obviously playing really good basketball with Michigan and Illinois both being one seeds. Um, Wisconsin has lost some tough games in that conference, but they're a really well-coached team, and they have been playing good ball this year. So that's going to be a tough matchup for North Carolina in the first round. Um, like I mentioned, I, I do like Virginia Tech's matchup against Florida in the South region. Virginia's got a tough one um, against Ohio. Ohio's a team that can really shoot the ball. I, if I'm Virginia, I'm a bit concerned because you go against a pack line defense in Virginia, the key to beating that is to be able to shoot the three well. It's something that Ohio does and does well, which, you know, that could be problematic for Virginia in the West region. That is a tough draw, a tough matchup, and the fact that Virginia is in Gonzaga's region, who in my opinion is the best team in the country, that's a really tough draw for them. So those are like my overall takeaways here. Um, obviously, the ACC being able to get seven teams in, I think, is really encouraging. Um, and that's without Louisville, who I thought would be safely in the field. So I think overall, the ACC needs to be happy where they ended up here in this COVID year. Mike, what's it going to look and feel like, do you think, this NCAA tournament that is going to be so different with all the COVID testing protocols, where we're playing the games, uh, the lack of people that we're playing them in front of other than the television audience? Once we tip it off on Thursday, what do you think the look and feel will be like? I mean, I think for the fans and the viewing experience, we've gotten so used to watching games without fans at this point that I don't think from a look and feel standpoint it's going to be too much different for the fans. I think for the players it's going to be a lot different, especially for the veterans um, throughout college basketball who have played in these tournaments before. Um, it's obviously going to be a lot different playing without fans on a stage this big. Um, and the, A lot of these kids have been used to playing without fans all year, but I do think this will be different for them. I'm just hopeful that, you know, the teams are able to get through this as healthy as possible and we're able to get a lot of these matchups um, played because, you know, my concern is, you know, looking at the ACC tournament, a lot of these teams unfortunately had to opt out. You know, you look at what happened, you know, with Duke and what happened with UVA and you look in the Big 12, what happened with Kansas, you know, them having to opt out of the tournament because of COVID positives. I'm just hopeful that, you know, these games are able to get played. We don't have to go to replacement teams, um, but, you know, this is a crazy year. So, you know, we have to just kind of embrace the unexpected, I think. But, you know, I'm obviously really hopeful that a lot of these games can be played because there are a lot of great matchups on paper. And I hope that this tournament can go as swiftly as possible, especially after last year. 
We need it, right, for so many reasons. Hopefully it unfolds that way. Mike, thanks so much. We'll be in touch, obviously, as the Hokies hopefully make a run through this tournament. Awesome. Appreciate it, Bob.